Hey folks, uh, I just wanted to let you know that there's a few popping noises in the background uh, from the 4th of July celebrations. And we did decide to record it one day early, but for some reason Americans celebrate July 4th a, a day earlier. So um, it's not hugely distracting, but I just thought I'd let you know. Uh, but anyway, enjoy the show. Welcome back to Active Quest episode 76. I'm one of your hosts, Joseph Yaden, and joining me is the full-time boy, Mr. Chris yeah. Penwell. Hello. I like that new name. Hi, how's it going? It's going yeah. well. I'm I'm really happy with the job I have at the gamer, and uh I'm glad to have you back as well. Yeah, that's awesome. I uh yeah, I was gonna ask you how you're enjoying it. How are they treating you well? Because if not, I'm gonna have to go over there and knock some heads and asses together i am treated i'm being treated very well can i still knock some heads and asses together i've always wanted to do that uh you might be able to do that in doom (laughs) okay all right fair enough (laughs) you know my great grandmother used to say that knock your she was like 90 knock your heads and asses together out of my 90 year old (laughs) (laughs) it's just nice that explains a few things oh chris and of course <laughs> of course joining us as well is Mr. Josh Nichols. Hey Josh, how's it going? Hey, good. How was your vacation? It oh, oh man, let me tell you. So as a vacation, it was fine, everything was nice, relaxing, blah blah blah. But it was pretty disappointing to see that literally nobody was wearing a mask. Oh boy. Not one yeah person the workers at the hotel i guess had a mask had masks but not one person vacationing had a a mask and they just like it was as if there was nothing wrong in the world right now it was as if uh everything's fine everything's fine and as if they were totally unaware of what the situation is right now so that was kind of terrifying but other than that it was fine yeah i don't understand that when you live in a place that has so many uh, deaths and so, so many cases you know that yeah it just is really stunning to me um how the situation is getting worse than it ever was oh um, yeah over there just like um, we expected i, I mean over here that was gonna happen over here we've got it pretty much under control there's about two deaths on vancouver island alone you know mm-hmm. so um people are being lax over here too but you know it's people are still following the rules i'd say about 10 percent of people yeah. Uh, Meanwhile, um, over here, Fausti said that he wouldn't be surprised if we're approaching a hundred thousand, uh, like new cases a day, every day soon. That's horrible. just because of where it's going. That's what he said. We'll probably be at soon. Oh my god. So anyway, the vacation was fine, but now I'm just like, you know, quarantining myself for the next two weeks just to be safe. You know, so right. wear, wear your freaking masks, Jesus. Um, other than that had a pretty good week it's been an eventful week in the world of video games lots of good stuff lots of bad stuff uh 
some exciting stuff. So we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, of course, you can find our show pretty much anywhere where you can get your podcasts. Uh, and you can get a hold of us on Twitter at ActiveQuestShow or via email at ActiveQuestPodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget, uh, we are still soliciting uh, ratings on iTunes. So Chris will have to be forced to play the Rootin' Tootin' Red Dead Redemption 2. I think I have to add something to it because people who listen to the show probably think that's not much of a punishment. So we've got the <laughs> assless chaps and a cowboy hat while you play. Yes, assless no, chaps I'm, and a cowboy hat. I'm not, I'm not doing that. <laughs> but like playing an awful game as well. Like At- some, something else that's bad. <laughs> I like the idea of assless chaps and a cowboy hat, and that's oh, it. Boy. Oh boy! Yeah, that's it. And the, oh, and cowboy boots, of course. Yeah, I'm not streaming that. <laughs> no, that's the next step. Is you have so, to stream that. If you guys would be so oh, kind to give us some ratings on iTunes, that would be most appreciated. It helps out a lot. Um, what else? We're part of the uh, HP Video Game Podcast Network, where you can check out our uh, friends over at Indie Pod, as well as other great shows too. Um, and so, yeah, we got a pretty jam-packed episode here, so we're going to have to rapid-fire through a lot of this stuff. Um, I mean, there's just so much stuff going on. Games getting updates, games being turned into TV shows for some reason. They just still keep trying to do that, huh? Uh, Um, we got some more news about the, uh, the open-world Harry Potter game, which has been, like, rumored for a really long time. It's pretty much confirmed at this point. Um, Horizon Zero Dawn got a PC release date. Whole bunch of stuff. The the big one of the bigger stories of the week is the uh, NBA Two K Twenty One is going to be seventy dollars on next gen consoles. So we'll talk more on that because there's actually quite a bit to to go through with that. It's not just you know games are more expensive expensive uh, or they might be more expensive. Um, it's kind of a bigger discussion there. Um, and then the whole stuff with Evo going on. Uh, which is pretty rough, so we'll really discuss rough. that. Yeah. Um, we've got lis- a listener question to get through, and then we've got a lot of games we've been playing as well. I am currently sore from playing so much Ring Fit Adventure, <laughs> so <laughs> I have to give you guys my thoughts on that. My heart is also sore because I just beat The Last of Us Part Two, and who man, that is a video game. I'll tell you what. You just so. need to wear some assless chaps. And get some chicken wings and drink LaCroix just to save your soul. <laughs> so yeah, and then Josh, you're playing God of War, and Chris, you're playing uh, Hyperscape, the new Ubisoft game. So we'll we'll discuss a lot more about that later on in the show. Um, so uh, it's good to be here with you guys. I appreciate you guys holding down the fort while I was gone. I came back and nothing was on fire, so that's good. Um, and yeah, let's... Uh, Jump into just some quick stuff here before we get into the the news proper here. Um, so I'm just going to go through some of these stories really quickly. You guys jump out at me if you have any uh, thoughts or anything like that. Um, we've got the Games with Gold uh, games for July announced here. Let me get those ready. Um, so WRC 8 FIA World Rally Championship, uh, Dunk Lords, and then for Xbox 360... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that what? is. D- Dunk what Lords. the fuck is Dunk Lords? I have oh my no god, idea. I didn't read this story. Um, and then for Xbox 360, Saints Row 2, which has a really great soundtrack, by the way. And then a game called Juju. What? Um, I, I, Chris seems very tickled by the <laughs> by the name of that game. Um, and then uh, we've got the PlayStation Plus games for July as well. And this is actually a momentous occasion because it's the 10th anniversary. 
of PlayStation Plus, so we're actually getting three games. We're getting Rise of the Tomb Raider, NBA 2K20, and Erica. It's worth mentioning, too, that the Rise of the Tomb Raider edition is the edition with all the DLC, too. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and then the other, uh, another big story is uh, Andy McNamara's leaving Game Informer. Uh, he was the editor-in-chief there, and he had been there 29 years, which is longer than I've been alive. Um, <laughs> so it's just kind of nuts. Uh, Josh, I know you uh, this one hit you pretty hard. What, tell me your thoughts on, on Andy leaving Game Informer. Um, I was just I kind of like read his article and I felt like okay about it like it seemed like you know he's wanting to leave and go do his own thing now I mean he like helped start I mean he basically started Game Informer like I mean by himself like he was like the co-founder of it so like you know he's been doing it for a long time well-deserved rest etc but like it was still uh it's it was a shock I mean I'll be 29 years old in uh September and uh I obviously wasn't reading like you know when I was like two years old or whatever but Mm-hmm. Since I can remember, like at least 9, 10, 11 years old, somewhere in there, I've been reading and subscribed to Game Informer. I've got a gazillion in my closet, and um, I've always started off, you know, the magazine with reading his letter. And it was just, I don't know, Andy's just always been one of those. He was kind of like Greg Miller before Greg Miller. And yeah. I, mean that as, I mean that as a positive. Like, he <laughs> was really good at critically analyzing games but he was also really good at being like hey so there's some there's some bad shit in this game and we could talk about that real quick but let's not focus on it let's focus on what makes this game special right and i think that's something that greg does really well and kind of funny does really well and you know andy's just always you know kind of he's just it was nice seeing somebody that loves video games like you know start that and lead that and i always look forward to his reviews because he hasn't like explicitly said this, but I was just assumed like, okay, I mean, this is Andy. Like he's the big dog. If he wants to review a game, I'm sure he does because he doesn't review games all the time. And so his reviews were always really special because he'd only review games here and there over the last, you know, maybe 10 or so years. But when he did, it was like, you know, a game he was excited for. So his reviews were always really passionate. Um, right. And, uh, I'd recommend people check out, the uh, Last of Us 2 review after... Well, actually, it doesn't really, it doesn't go into spoilers, so you can read it even if you haven't finished it yet. And uh, it's just a good review, and it was his last review, to my knowledge. And then yeah. also, Game Informer's next issue is a Cyberpunk uh, cover issue, and he put a lot of uh, heart into that. And so, yeah. I don't know, it's, 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 it's like, it's, um, it's sad, but it's also, you know, it's happy, because it, I'm, you know, it seems like he wanted to leave, and I'm looking forward to seeing what he does next. I'm yeah. hoping that they get him. They get him on. Uh, we have cool friends. <clears throat> on, right. uh, kind of funny. That would be great if he got to go on there and talk for a while. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it, it, all of us have been impacted by game and game informer. So it is. It is sad, and I. I hope he. You know, I hope it. Like like you mentioned before, that it's you know uh, an amicable split and that everything's okay with him. So yeah. let me just run through the next uh, few stories here, and then we'll get into the news proper. Uh, the open-world Harry Potter game uh, is apparently still on track for a 2021 release date. So excited for that game. Despite mm-hmm. all the bullshit with JK r- rolling, yeah. I think, yeah. Um, and then what else? Uh, <laughs> the Amazon's uh, Crucible game it, it it flopped so hard it's being unreleased i don't really know what that means exactly but i guess they're pulling it from 
from the from the Amazon service, and you know players can't get a hold. Amazon of it. should get out of the business if they're not even use their own platform Twitch to market this game. It's just fucking stupid, right? <laughs> um, and then there was another story about uh, apparently Crash, the new Crash game, Crash Four, was going to have microtransactions, and then that was like a miscommunication, and then it apparently won't have microtransaction. It's gonna it's gonna have uh, skins you can buy. Uh, and and there's like a like a pre-order bonus or something with skins. So I think it was just a mix-up with that. Um, and then the other th- there's a couple other stories here. Um, Call of Duty Warzone is bumping its player count up to 200 players. That's crazy. And that's and that's a temporary uh, update. But yeah, that's nuts. We're gonna have to play that. Yeah, we're I gonna think, drop, dude. Because that's live right now. Um, and then Fallout 76 and Soul Calibur 6 are uh, coming to game pass in july xbox uh, game pass. xbox game pass and actually there's a there, there were a couple other games that were coming to the service as well let me get that pulled up here uh, while you're pulling that up i'll just say i saw a lot of people that were excited about fallout 76 coming to game pass and i was surprised to see that because of all the reception that it's you know had but i'm excited that you know people are going to get the get a chance to like check it out again with you know little to no risk it's still right. rough yeah, it's gotten a lot better, but it, considering it started out in such bad shape, I don't know that, you know, it's, it's had a lot. Uh, I, I mean, this is like Bethesda's anthem, right? I mean, Right. Um, the other games were Out of the Park Baseball 21, never heard of it, and then CrossCode, which we actually got a, a copy for, for Switch. So we'll, I don't think any of us have played it yet, but we'll have more to talk about on that uh, next week. I'm really excited about that because it's like a, it's a single player game, but it's set up as if it's an MMO. Yeah, but oh, but but everybody okay. is a, but everybody is actually an NPC and it's all single player. It's just set up that way. Like that that's cool. I played an hour of it on PC Game Pass and uh, it seemed interesting. So yeah. I'm looking forward to playing that. Yeah, yeah, we'll have more to talk on that next week. Um, and then the other thing here is there's a Fallout TV show in the works from the creators of Westworld. So. <laughs> Just adding to the list of video game shows and movies that are coming out, and a lot of which will probably never see the light of day. But uh, you know, whatever, <laughs> we'll see. That what Fallout happens. show could be cool, but honestly, what I'm most excited about is that Last of Us show coming yeah, on that, HBO yeah. because it's got Craig Mazin who worked on uh, Chernobyl, and then Neil Druckmann's also involved. Like it's like him and Craig Mazin, and I know a lot of people are like, "What if it's not good?" I'm just like if Neil Druckmann's involved with that show, he's not going to let it be bad. So I'm 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 really excited about that. The Fallout show could be awesome. Like it's the perfect setting for a you know a game TV show. So I'm hoping it is, but we'll see. Of course. Yeah, and then um, Horizon Zero Dawn got a PC release date. It'll be out uh, on August seventh, and interestingly, it's already the best selling. It's at the it's at the top of the the Steam charts for pre orders yeah, and it's not it's even out insane. yet. Insane top sellers list and it's not. There's even a out. lot of people. and it's like forty nine ninety nine US, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. But I, this is the definitive version of the game. It has ultra wide support. It has improved foliage. It's uh yeah, and it has so many graphical options. So yeah, right. this is definitely the best version. It's gonna for be you. The, yeah, it's gonna be the best. There's a lot of people that just don't like playing on console, and they're not gonna be like persuaded to buy console for games and i think that and i'm hoping that sony's seen like xbox have success with that and i'm hoping that we just see them you know dump their games on pc at least after a couple years because 
I mean, I know tons of people that would buy all of Sony's exclusives on PC if they came out on PC. I think it's later. happening, like because it's in the top sellers list. We'll see that. Mm-hmm. It's. Yeah. I mean, it's a good indicator. It's like all they have to do is drop it on Steam, and then it prints money. <laughs> right. Um, and then the other. Uh, there's one more quick story here before we jump into the news proper. Uh, so in Fortnite, Fortnite's been doing all these in-game events. There's an in-game event. Well, it'll actually already have happened by the time you guys listen to this episode, but I still wanted to, I think we should still discuss it nonetheless. Um, so on Saturday, July 4th, uh, Fortnite is uh, going to be showing, it, it's this, I guess it's, what is it, like a podcast, Josh, right? A it's, talk. A yeah. talk. Yeah, it's, it's, a, called, it's a talk, yeah. Called mm-hmm. We the People. And it's basically... Uh, as Josh, Josh mentioned before we started recording here, um, it's uh, four uh, people from totally different uh, industries, and they're all uh, in the black community and just sort of discussing what those industries are like from the point of view of a black person. And so I, I think doing that in in Fortnite, uh, which is basically a platform that has you know millions of, of players and a huge audience is a great place to do that, to sort of... Number one, just get exposure to a lot of people in general, but also a younger audience, I think, is important mm-hmm. to do that. So, yeah, I think that'll be uh, an interesting thing. Like I said, it will have already happened by the time you guys hear this, but um, I think Fortnite's going to you know, start doing a lot more stuff with this, and I think it's really cool that they're experimenting. Which... And you can watch it later as well, like from people who are putting up game cl- gameplay clips and stuff mm-hmm. of this. On top uh, of that, it's going to run every hour for 24 hours too. So yeah. Yeah, exactly. So who knows if the reception to that is positive, uh, you know, they might. I just want to briefly say that I think this is not only super responsible and great, but on top of that, the easiest way to open up people's eyes for what it means to not only be black in the world, but be black in America specifically is to show people and tell people what Mm -hmm. the black experience is. Mm -hmm. And so this is great. They've got four people from completely different industries that can talk about this. And I think it could open people's eyes because there's people that just, I mean, I I explained white privilege to like conservative family members and like they got it after I explained it. Like it just, it just takes a conversation sometimes to change someone's mind. And so what, what better place to have this conversation than one of the biggest platforms in the world. So I think this is very great. Uh, Good on Epic, you know, good job. And I'll be checking this out for sure. So I'll, I'll have something to say on it, you know, next week. And I also think it's cool how, like, aside from this stuff, they've been doing, like, movies in in <laughs> in the game that you can check mm-hmm. out. Uh, that Travis so, Scott concert was really cool, too. Yeah, just really yeah, cool I stuff. just think it's a weird platform for that, just because there's going to be people jumping around, there's going to be people throwing stuff at the stage, I don't know, it's kind of a bit... Yeah. It might be a bit... It might backfire, but yeah. I am with you. Um, all right, so that's pretty much it for the quick stuff. We'll dive deeper into these next stories here. Um, before we do that, though, I just wanted to check in with everybody. Has everybody had a good week? Has everybody been safe? Been good? Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I would say, I would like to add that uh, you should download Erica. It's a really cool FMV game, um, and it's on PlayStation Plus, like we mentioned before, so check that out. I like what you said about FMVs. We were talking about it one time. You were saying like people kind of like might laugh like FMV games, but you were saying like, no, now is the time to do these again because technology has gotten so much yeah, better. Yeah, and, and listen to the interview I did with Deveki Studios, Deveki Studios a, a few weeks back. It was a really good interview about how FMV games are made and how they're um, being treated nowadays as opposed to the past. 
like mm-hmm. Night Trap or whatever. God, yeah, Night yeah. Trap. God, <laughs> what a what a relic Night of the trap. past. It's just so bizarre. <laughs> um, all right, everybody. Why don't we jump into some news? If you're ready, of course. Ready. So this is the big story of the week here. There's a lot to unpack with this one. So there's there's several different facets that, that are going on with this. So the first thing is there was this uh, – a story broke about how NBA 2K21 is going to be $70 for PS5 and Xbox Series X. Um, and so – you know, that obviously blew up because it's the first mention we've seen of next-gen games being more expensive. So the discussion I wanted to have with you guys is, well, number one, how do you think people are going to to react to that if it is a widespread uh, issue? And Well, maybe issue is the wrong word. If it is a widespread circumstance. Um, so I, w- I want to get your thoughts on that. And then I also want to talk about sort of the the game they picked to to be the first one that that uh uh is is you know coming in at seventy dollars because right off the bat I'm going to tell you I think it's a, a poor choice to pick NBA as as the first game that um, comes out to be more expensive because it's just a game that makes so much money as it is with all the in game purchases and stuff and it just sells crazily anyway um so. Yeah, let me throw it over to Chris. What do you think? Do you th- number one? Do you think this is going to be, uh, you know, an industry wide circumstance where games are just all going to get bumped up seventy dollars? And what do you make of NBA being the one to sort of you know lead the charge with that? Uh, first thing, I, I think uh, there will be a standard price for these games. Uh, you know, at uh, six sixty nine ninety nine, right? Yeah, sorry, sorry, I get confused by Canadian. So it's going to be horrible to be in Canada, by the way, with this. Because it's going to be like $90 to $100 per game. Just think of that. Um, But um, I think with with how uncertain AAA studios are and how hesitant they are to uh, invest in new ideas, perhaps this could help them uh, make newer stuff and still make a profit from it. Um, maybe they'd be more willing to take a ju- take a dive, you know. Um, but also, yeah. Um, this 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 probably will have huge repercussions as well. Um, will consumers be willing to pay for microtransactions now that they have to pay an extra ten bucks for the game? Like, will that ten dollars that they would have spent on microtransactions not be um, spent? You know. Will um, games have microtransactions, or, or well, will they have? Will, will the microtransactions be pushed as hard if they're getting that ten dollars extra? Up front I think they will immediately because companies Maybe. like EA, Activision, and Two K will try to nick on dime you as much as they can. Yeah, I mean, we're talking yeah. about the publisher of GTA Five. Uh, yeah, that's true. You're right. So Take not two. only do they not need money, but they've admitted they'll never have enough. So and and there's this interesting. Um, 
quote here. So there's a story from gamesindustry.biz and uh, you guys can you know read the whole thing, but the, the, the main point is that uh, game industry was speaking with IG or sorry, IDG president and CEO Yoshio Osaki. And basically he said here, I'll read the quote here. Um, quote, IDG works with all major game publishers, and our channel checks indicate that other publishers are also exploring moving their next-gen pricing up on certain franchises for the same reasons outlined above. And those reason, and the reasons outlined above, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but basically it's you know accounting for inflation and the cost of making video games and how video games haven't gone up in price in 15 years. You know, it, it just makes sense for them to go up. Uh, by the way, IDG is International Data Group, so. So on the pricing, I just want to say one thing to keep in mind is if you actually factor in inflation, games actually cost less at $70 in 2020 than they do at $50 in you know, 2005 or whatever. So there's that. Um, and then also, I agree that you agree with you on the pick on the wrong game. I think if they made it so single player games that don't have multiplayer were $70, like The Last of Us you know, Part 2 or... Um, you know, like The Witcher Four, you know, th- things like that. I think that would make more sense, at least to I don't think start so, because a lot of people are expecting a lot of content from their games. Um, you know, yeah, but you get like a two hundred hour game, and it's seventy bucks. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, you know. but The Last of Us Part Two is a single player sure, yeah. linear story. Well, um, arguably that, that game is too long, though. So yeah, it <laughs> we'll is talk too, about that. <laughs> apparently, yes, um, but people do have pro- a problem with uh, buying something that they can't play over and over again with NBA. I, I disagree with um, all of those people, though. Yeah, but they, 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 with most people They're the reason games well, have most, so Most long. of the people that will buy NBA um, are people uh, that just buy NBA, Madden, Call of Duty, and that's it. You know, I don't think they'll real really care about mm-hmm. the ri- rise in price. They just want the game. Oh, that's yeah. a good point. So these, I don't know. That's... That, no, that, Chris, that's a good point. Uh, because like NBA what, so you're, you're... doesn't matter to us, you know? Like, that's that, something, like, for core gamers, a lot of people don't really care about NBA, so you're that saying that might be a good will, will way care to on introduce this game the prices. Anyway. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a good point. Uh, one thing that really bothers me, though, about this is the... Uh, and I don't know a lot about basketball, so if this is a word that I'm pronouncing wrong, please tell me. Um, uh, the, the Mamba edition... It's $100, and that includes the PS4 and PS5 version and Xbox One Xbox Series X version. That's really problematic because Xbox kind of led the charge with this, but we're seeing Sony do it too. They've already kind of, you know, with smart delivery, made it possible to give gamers a free upgrade if the publisher wants to. So the fact that they're like, no, we're going to charge them almost double to get <laughs> get two... Co- I mean, that's, that's yeah, just... That's what I'm saying. I, like I, I just don't know that they picked the right game. I don't know that there is a, a perfect game to choose for to to be the first one um, uh, that shows everybody you know the next gen prices are going to be much more. Watch well, GTA Five on PS Five and Xbox Series X is going to be seventy bucks and include a whole bunch of like. I think see, but I think that would be a better game to 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 pick than I don't I don't know it's tough it, I guess you could go either way. With I would it, but have anyway. said Assassin's Creed would have been a good one, um, yeah. just because of how much manpower is put into that game. Oh, uh, them power or her power, whatever you want to call it, right? Um, want to yeah. be inclusive. 
Um, but a lot of people work on that game, and uh, people are expecting more and more of uh, developers, um, and their expect expectations are incredibly high. You know, so that comes with a rising cost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think overall, though, most people are a lot of people are going to complain about this, but there's still people aren't going to change their buying habits really. I don't think no, because you, if they want the game, they want the game. If they if they're going to wait, like I do sometimes, then they're going to wait already. And you can see that in Canada. Um, I think that's a great example just to set because I'm willing to buy games at eighty dollars. You know, even though it was even though it rose from sixty dollars, right? So that's a twenty dollar difference almost instantaneously. You know, and we're okay mm-hmm. with it. Uh, I think people are willing to pay for the games that um, they experience and play. I wish I could remember who tweeted this, but I want to say it was Jeff Grubb, but it might not have been him. But somebody that I follow that like that I that, that tweets good stuff, they said something like, "You know, you're, you're all acting like you guys don't wait two months to buy the game for fifteen dollars anyway." Like, oh like, yeah, yeah. You know, like a whole bunch of people already wait for sales anyway, so like this isn't really gonna Do affect I? too many people. I mean, at least in my circle of people that I see. Because a lot of people that I talk to, we're so fucking backlogged. We're like, what's the point in paying 60 bucks for that? If I wait four months, but I can pay 30 or 40. But for me, I have FOMO. You know, I, I have fear of missing out on all these games. Mm. On the newest, latest, best, as Jeff Canato says all the time from DLC. <laughs> you know, like, the, uh, we always want to try out the newest games. We want to mm-hmm. get a hold of it. We mm. want to be part of the discussion. But for a fighting game, you know, I'll give an example in Justice 2. You can get that for $15 right now, but you, you can't experience that with your friends anymore because they've moved on, you know? True. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, it's, it's a case-by-case basis, I think. Yeah. And, that's a good point. And, and, yeah, I pick a small number of games, like, per year that I get day one, but that's a good point. FOMO did get more expensive. And then The Last of Us Part 2, like, if you didn't get it day one, you're going to get it spoiled for you. Yeah. So yeah. in this case, I think the main point is that I think people will get uh, they'll be upset at first, and then once a year goes by or something, and it's just the norm, then we probably won't even talk about it. So I, I think it I think it's a a non issue in the long run, and it's definitely necessary, uh, especially for these huge expensive games. Mm-hmm. Um. So let's move on here. This next story here. This one's pretty bad, and I. I just, I, this whole industry needs like a, what is it in, in Batman, the, the eight, the Tim Burton, 89 Batman, when the Joker said, says this town needs an enema. It's kind of, it's like, <laughs> kind of like that. This industry needs just an overhaul. Anyway, um, Evo 2020, uh, has been canceled and I just, that's insane to me. So Evo is like the big, uh, fighting tournament each year with all these, you know, fighting games, Mortal Kombat, yeah. all these games. And the reason it's been canceled is due to uh, sexual misconduct and pedophilia allegations against the Evo organizer and president, Joey Kular. Kular? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like yeah. And so what, what ended up happening was all of these big publishers started just pulling their games. Yeah, and eventually, it was, and it, it, was, it was so weird during that day because I was going to report on NeverRealm pulling out and right. then nine minutes later, Capcom pulled out. Right. So it was like that instant. And it so, seems like they might have been talking to each other or something about it. Yeah, and it got to the point where like 
you know, so many big names had pulled out that it's just like, what, what's the point of even doing the show? So yeah, Street Fighter, Marvel vs. Capcom 2, Mortal Kombat 11 were all pulled from the event. And you can see each of the pu- big publishers' tweets online and stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, it it would have been a, a weird year anyway, because typically the, the Evo tournament is in person, right? Yeah, but this one was online, yeah. So, so it would have been weird anyway, like with latency and all that. I think we talked yeah, about that before. Yeah, it would have been bad. Um, so, they actually pulled out um, Super Smash Bros. just because of that issue, I think. Yeah. Uh, but this whole situation is horrifying. Um, basically what happened in, um, it was in the nineties, I believe eighties or nineties. I can't remember what I wrote now. Uh, but in the arcades, uh, um, Koala, um, he told, he, he paid kids basically, um, to take their clothes off and jump into a pool for a certain amount of time, uh, for money, for tokens to play street fighter. Um, and just completely disgusting. Um, and uh, it's, it's, it's abhorrent. I'm glad this story came out. It's just a shame. It, it, it took 20 years for it to come out. Um, right? Yeah, yeah really. I don't know. It's and, just, it's just shocking. It's absolutely so, shocking because this guy was the face of, uh, the biggest fighting game tournament in the world. And right. what, where does Evo go from here? You know, is it, um, I know another situation is like cr- with CrossFit. Um, well, it's not sexual allegations, but um, he said something incredibly racist, and then uh, the whole tournament, that the whole organization is under fire just because um, uh, the, the CEO has done something horrible. And this is exactly the same thing. Mm-hmm. Well, not exactly the same thing. This is worse. Right, and so I wanted to just read NetherRealm's tweet here because I think we pretty much agree with this here. Um, uh, the tweet is, quote, We stand in solidarity in solidarity uh, with those who have spoken out against abuse. We will be pulling MK11 from EVO online. Yeah, I mean, I think we, we all agree with that sentiment, and it's just, I mean, it's fucked up in general, but in an industry that's supposed to be about fun and, you know, connecting with others and yeah. all that, it's just like that's the, that's the opposite of of that and it's and uh, yeah. what i described is not all that he did um you can read all the details from um a guy called mikey um who wrote a big post about it and his experiences of what happened um but i i don't want to really utter it during the show because it is incredibly horrible and um yeah it's just yeah. It's, it's horrifying and it was really upsetting it's hard it's hard to write those, about those yeah stories. i for 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 the hour <laughs> afterwards i just felt horrible <laughs> right you know so yeah i was in a downer the whole night well let's uh, josh did you have anything to add on that i mean oh I it's just it's fucking horrible and i'm i'm the one thing i can think of that's positive is hopefully like you said hopefully we can just clean all this up air out all the bad shit pull everybody out that's bad and you know kick them out of the industry get rid of them like it's not going to improve with the people in the same position. So we got to, you know, yeah, get everybody out. They got to go. The CEO yeah. admitted to what he, what, what was um, being told in that post. And mm-hmm. um, also he's been ousted by uh, Evo and has been replaced by someone. Good. Um, good. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the key. I mean, is just bringing all these stories to light 
proving proving to everybody that you can't get away with this stuff hopefully preventing it from happening in the future it's going to be a slow process but i I just hate i I, like i said i mean i i try to be fun and happy with all this stuff and and when a story like this comes around it's just like jesus man like i don't even that's like last week's episode half the episode was so people are monsters like yeah it was terrible Yeah. yeah so um yeah so let's move on here to a little bit more of a happy story here uh uh, we've got a story here. This is a, a, from Polygon. Um, Xbox Game Fest will let players try over 60 upcoming games. So you guys can check out the full list. Um, but basically, yeah, uh, these are going to be demos, uh, kind of. Not demos in the same way that you might think, but more so like press versions Stuff of Stuff you games. play in a show floor. Exactly, yeah. So like there might be there might be bugs, there might be glitches. It's going to be unpolished, that sort of thing. And this is, you know, essentially to replace e3 and, and packs or at least to sort of um hold people over uh and so now, steam has done this but we've never seen it in console which right. i think is really exciting yeah this is really cool and so let me just read off some of the games here because they're actually well, some of these are pretty big um the destroy all humans remake uh a game called haven chris tales which i'm really excited about yeah, that, that game looks, looks awesome amazing um hellpoint skatebird which that the game looks really funny the veil shadow of the crown raji and epic or an ancient epic and welcome to elk and then there's going to be you know a bunch of other 60 games in total and let me see here uh, according to xbox announcement post the occasion will have somewhere between 75 and 100 titles once the event finally comes to a close wow. so that's really cool yeah i think josh you hit the nail on the head i think that's the um uh, the, the big the big thing with this is we've never really seen this with consoles and part of the reason press gets special treatment with this sort of thing where they get uh to see games in in unfinished states is because they know that like they're trained with that sort of thing they understand Mm -hmm. that i I, i'm wondering how this is going to work with the general public who sees a an unfinished game and then just immediately starts talking shit yeah that's what i'm worried about sorry Oh, I was just going to say that that's yeah, that's what I'm worried about too. This isn't going to happen every year if people are like, "Wow, so Skatebird's bad. I'm never buying it because it's trash and yeah. garbage." So, like if people don't go into that with that mindset, then they're going to not do this because you know, like people don't aren't very forgiving with 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 games having any issues at all and the internet just runs with stuff, you know, sometimes. So, this could really this is risky for uh developers to take a chance with this i don't think the developer of skatebirds should put out that demo i played it and it was a bit rough like Ugh. that's the thing right this it gave me a negative impression and you know you can't really help that it's, it's going to be in your head so i i think that's a bit risky but at the same time most of these demos worked well you know they they, they impressed me and uh, I think you should check them out because they're really What cool. did you get to play that you liked? Uh, Haven. I, I played Haven. Um, I played a bunch of games from the Steam Summer, South, uh, summer uh, Festival or something. And they were all polished. Um, they were interesting. Um, and yeah, I, I'd, I'd recommend just checking out these games for yourself. Mm-hmm. I wish... Um, yeah, I wish they could maybe streamline this a little bit more and maybe after this run they do here it'll be more clear on what they're supposed to do but yeah i think this could work if done well it's just kind of tricky um so you guys can check those games out now uh last story here this will just be a quick one and then we'll move on to our listener question here uh i just wanted to report on this because i just i've never really seen uh like 
I've never really seen anything like this or at least presented in this way. So The Last of Us Part 2 has been selling like crazy. We already covered last week on how it's the fastest selling PlayStation 4 exclusive. Or actually, fastest selling PlayStation exclusive ever. Um, and so this week it is continuing to sell well. And it is, again, the best selling game of the week in the UK. And it sold better than every other game in the top 10 combined. Um which is nuts because if you look at the top 10, I'll read it to you here in just a second. It's full of games that are like, you know, you, you expect them to sell like crazy. So the top 10 is Last of Us Part 2, FIFA 20, Ring Fit Adventure, uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, GTA 5, Minecraft on Switch, uh, The Last of Us uh, Remastered, the original, and then uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. So like, you know, games like Grand Theft Auto, Mario Kart, Animal Crossing. I mean, these are like top selling games. And so The Last of Us is an exclusive, number one. It's an M-rated exclusive. Uh, and it outsold all of these other games combined. This game's going to be huge, man. So Yeah, the dog's pretty excited about as well, apparently. <laughs> yeah, the dog. Was that on your end or is that yeah, Josh? Yeah, I heard it. <laughs> uh, no, it's on my Oh, yeah, there's, there's fireworks going off over here. My dog's not too happy about it. Oh, that. yeah, fireworks on my end, too. So, um, this is, uh, really great. And, uh, if you're a homophobe or transphobe, then all I have to say is haha, because everybody kept saying this game wasn't going to do well and it did. So, yeah. Yeah. And also yeah. the controversy about the storyline, um, and Abby is, um, I know that bad press is good press apparently. Right. That's, that's, the, that's the thing I kept in mind the whole time with all this, like, you know, I'm not buying this game. I don't support <laughs> it. Blah blah blah. Okay, uh, we don't need you. If if you didn't buy it, it's evidently it's totally fine. So also, how many of those people actually didn't buy it? Right. Like, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, shout out to Naughty Dog. Holy shit, that was, sounded like a gunshot. <laughs> I don't what? know if you guys heard that. <laughs> no, it was just a. It was just a fire. Anyway, Jesus. Yeah. I don't know. If oh, I can hear that now. Yeah, wow! Somebody's out there. This is you probably crazy the- people celebrating before the actual event. Oh, oh they've yeah. been doing fireworks all week. Yep. Yeah, yep. This Insane. is gonna be a, a loud. Yeah, event, I gotta so. celebrate a week of America. America, America. All right, so that's about it for the Man, news. Free. <laughs> that's about it for the news, you guys. Um, why don't we take a quick break and then when we come back, we'll do a listener question and then we'll jump into what we've been playing. Now I won't take a break. I want my freedom. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll be right back. <laughs> All right, everybody, we are back here. Uh, sorry about all the fireworks and gunshots and I don't know. E- eagles flying by, swooping people up. I don't know. <laughs> Just a lot of noise. Sorry about that. It's uh, the day before. In- <laughs> I got to admit, that would be kind of a funny like thing if like if you weren't blowing the fireworks up and you're outside, then there was a big chance of you getting swooped up by an eagle. Yeah, that happens. It happened to my uncle. So, oh, damn. my uncle that wow. works at Nintendo. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, um, so before we get into what we've been playing, why don't we answer a quick listener question here? Remember, you guys can always reach us uh, via Twitter uh, at ActiveQuestShow. Um, you can get a hold of us via email at ActiveQuestPodcast at gmail.com. And every Wednesday, we post our Twitter thread where we ask for your questions. So, you can ask us anything like, 
how many people we've seen not wearing masks to what our favorite workout routine is in Ring Fit Adventure. Why is your favorite thing about America? Uh, the eagles swooping people up mm. who don't eat, who don't, who don't wear their masks. That should it be. That, that's what it should be. The eagles should mm. swoop by and grab the people who aren't wearing a mask. That's what I think. Um, so we've got we've got a, a question here from Jeremy um, at nerd underscore alert underscore ninety one. Shout out to him by the way, and he's a big Bloodborne fan, so I appreciate that. Jeremy, and a good person. Jeremy's good. Good people. Well, he sends a lot of questions. Which Jer- I really like. Jeremy asks... See you, cool guy. Uh, Jeremy asks... Uh, he asks, favorite Crash game out of the original trilogy and why? And if you don't touch on it during your talk uh, about no, no microtransactions, what are some things you'd like to see done in Crash 4? Um, so first, for me, I would say Crash Bandicoot Warped. It uh, it gets just crazy enough, uh, you know, with all the extra missions, you know, the flying and the whatever vehicle stuff, which I know a lot of people don't like. But it's still, and it also refines a lot of that wonky stuff from the original game. So that's, that's, it's also the first one I played. So I kind of have like a little bit of nostalgia and bias towards it. Um, Josh, what about you? What's your favorite Crash game? Do you like two the most? Uh, yeah, two is my favorite. Um, I don't know. It's just, I think it's the perfect balance of everything. Um, I really like the, the platforming and the, the, uh, level design. And, um, I also really like the, um, I don't know, I just, I like the vehicle levels a lot in Crash Bandicoot 3 Warped, but I just think 2's got really cool locations that we got to explore, and yeah, so overall, 2's my favorite, but I, I love, I love 3 too. 3 is really good. Yeah, it's tough. 1's good too, it's just fucking hard as balls. Yeah, like, 1 is like hard to play, I think. Like, I replay 1 the least often, probably, just because it's, it's good, but it's long, the pacing's weird, and the difficulty spikes are all over the place. The one thing I like about one a lot, though, is I could talk about Crash for an hour. I won't, though. <laughs> Crash is like my Kingdom Hearts for Chris. Um, <laughs> Crash, uh, one thing I like about one a lot is the closer you get to Cortex, the uh, the, the final boss, in case anyone hasn't played the first one, um, the closer you get to Cortex, the more uh, mechanical and robotic and less, the less often there, there are there like natural... Um, environments and I think that's really interesting I'm sure that there's like some metaphor to be said there but I just think it's neat because it's you start off and you're like you know on insanity beach and then there's the boulders and stuff like that but as you get closer you're in factories and there's toxic waste everywhere and it's just it's got it's a really well-made game yeah and that was a launch title like that's Naughty Dog for you and now they're making games about revenge and murder and it's fucking difficult to get, sit through sometimes I, I, I hope they take a chill pill for the next game that i do too uh, like, chris, i'd love to see a game based on the superhero cards that are laid throughout the the world oh um, that'd be awesome yeah wow yeah. i think they should make crash team racing too just so they could show nintendo that they're still not the best at making kart racers <laughs> oh those are um but for me um for uh, i finally played the original crash so i'll just have to default to that but if I had to say my favorite Crash game, it would be Crash Team Racing. It's good. It's good. And then for Crash 4, um, yeah, that guy, I'd love to see some extra costumes, maybe a retro skin that you can unlock. I, I just want to find unlockables and like an online component that keeps you playing the game. I know, like, challenges that are added every week or something like oh, that. Oh, like Rayman? Yeah, they did that in... Yeah, they're a little bit like that. That would be really cool. Yeah. And yeah. they did that in Days Gone also, I think. 
right? Didn't they do that? I could be wrong. Maybe. I was playing Days Gone one time, and Becca went, where'd they go? Days Gone. I was laughing <laughs> so fucking hard. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed for like an hour. Oh God, I'm going to shit my pants. <laughs> uh, to answer Jeremy's question, uh, I, I want to see unlockables. Like, like from the original games. Like, I think it'd be cool if, like, you know how in Doom you could, like, go through old levels, basically? I would like to see stuff like that. Um, let me see. If you don't, I don't know, what are some things you'd like to see done in Crash 4? I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think. I think yes, some weird stuff that we haven't seen before that feels modern. Because those games, man, like, I played them uh, in the Insane Trilogy. And, like, they feel a lot better than the original ones. But I still think they could use like a like that whole formula could use a facelift so yeah just new mechanics like there are new mechanics like the gravity boots that's something and then also the time um component as well where you could speed up time or slow down time see that's the kind of stuff i think and then like just the controls i hope it controls a lot better than the other ones do yeah Uh, i always felt like there was something off about the precision you know Oh, I thought of something, too, I'd like to see. You know how in Sonic, you could, like, race each other? Like, in the Genesis games, like, who could beat the level the fastest? Oh, yeah, that'd be interesting. That would be really cool. That'd be cool. If if you could see, like, picture-in-picture, picture, like, like a tiny, in the corner, you could see, like, where you're, the person you're going against is at. Yeah. And then you're trying to beat the level. That'd be cool. That would be cool. Um, so, yeah, we appreciate your question, Jeremy. Remember, you can uh, always get a hold of us in the various mention, uh, ways I mentioned before uh, for your questions each week. Um, so right now it's the part of the show where we talk about what we've been playing. Uh, why don't we save the last of us part two discussion for the end since we've all been, we, I think we all just finished that. Um, I'll toss it over to you, Josh. Um, why don't you jump into what you've been playing besides the last of us right now? Um, and yeah, just give us brief thoughts on the other one so we can have a lot of time to talk about last of us at the end. So, uh, Slay the Spire, I was playing that before on, you know, Game Pass here and there on Xbox and PC, but when it was announced it's coming to iOS and, like, came out a couple of days later, I, I grabbed it immediately, because it's a really good iPad game. Um, I have a lot of downtime at work and a lot of times where I have nothing to do, um, or, like, I'm waiting on something to finish, like a process or whatever, so, like, it's just, it's perfect for just reaching over, grabbing the iPad unlocking it bam that's where i was at in slay the spire because you can of course save it and quit whenever um why don't you tell everybody what the game is though, cause... oh yeah yeah so slay the spire it's a roguelite uh roguelike um it's like a card, card game. game kind of battler so you have a deck that you don't build you basically acquire cards and you can there's times you can remove or add cards upgrade cards change cards and then basically it's a dungeon crawler where you just go and kind of you know, room to room on this little uh, map screen. You get to kind of pick a little bit of what route you take. And um, it's random. There's a couple spots. Yeah, it's random. There's a couple spots to like heal or upgrade a card. Um, and uh, there's, you know, different enemies. There's Sometimes we're battling a couple of weaker ones, maybe one or two stronger ones or like a really strong one or the final boss of like that area. And, it's and it just... comes up with like D&D like events as well that pop up. And yeah, mm-hmm. it's aside. cool. Yeah, it's, it's fun. Um, it's a really good game, and it's on everything. If you're not going to play it in iOS, or it's coming to Android eventually, then I would recommend getting it in Switch. Yeah, it's a good it's a good, handheld a really good game. Switch game. Um, why don't you talk to us a little bit about God of War, because I think this is your first time playing it, right? 
Um, I tried playing it like once or twice before, and it was one of those things where it's like, oh, this is cool, but I'm, I'm not wanting to play this right now. But yeah, basically, this is my first time playing it. Uh, before the farthest I'd gotten was to the guy that really wants you to kill him, and he's crazy, um, and he's breaking your house. So, uh, um, oh God. <laughs> I forgot that guy's name. The guy that shows up and is like, hey, I'm upset, and I'm at your house. That's, um, uh, that's like the main villain. What, Balder? Yeah, like he yeah, shows up at the beginning right. of the game and he's like, hey, I know who you are. I'm going to break your house. Remember him? Yeah. The tattooed guy. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah the tattoo guy. That's the farthest I'd gotten like before when I checked it out. And I didn't put it down because it was, wasn't was good. I was just like, I'm not wanting to play this right now. But, you know. Um, so right now I'm probably, I don't know. I think I got the boat like an hour ago. So I'm not like too far. I'm like an hour past getting on the boat where the game starts to open up more. Uh, really liking it so far. It hasn't clicked as much as it probably would would have if I hadn't just finished like something that was just like, in my opinion, like basically perfect, like you know, The Last of Us. Um, but it's it's really good. I'm I'm liking it. It's just you know I'm still kind of passively kind of playing it here and there. I think I just... you'll get over that soon as Atreus and Kratos's um, relationship it grows stronger and stronger. Yeah. Oh, cool. Right now, he's just like verbally abusive like, all the time. <laughs> it's Boy. tough. It's tough. Yeah, that's a because like most people played God of War first, and then now are playing The Last of Us Part Two. Yeah, I, I can't imagine playing them in reverse order. I feel like that's yeah, that probably really impacts your perception. The messages of... are quite different as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it does have that PlayStation magic though, where you're still like, how did they make this game? And of course, they threw like a whole bunch of human suffering at it for two years. But sure. it's. It's a really good game, and it is a testament to, you know, first-party exclusives from Sony. I know, like, everybody, you know, knows I like Xbox a lot, but, like, I, I buy all the PlayStation exclusives, and I play them, and they're always, you know, fucking, like, quadruple-A quality. Like, they're so good. So Isn't that I what the initiative ga- initiatives game is supposed to be? Quadruple-A? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I think that's, yeah, something like that. So speaking of murdering and death and suffering, talk to us a little bit about SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom. <laughs> this game, I'm going to put a lot more time into it uh, in the next few days because Chris and I are going to do a, you know, a quick review episode on it. But I've been trying to play it throughout this week and it's been really hard to get into. And it's not because it's not like good or whatever, but it's just, you know, I just finished playing The Last of Us and it just it's it's really hard for me to get into this just because it's just such a different game and that's not the game's fault i've been like that too with a lot of games this week yeah it's i don't know i don't know what there's probably a name for it but whenever you finish like a game that just makes you think a lot it's like hard to focus on other stuff um especially you know spongebob also holy shit and like i love spongebob but i'm just saying the games are so different um mr krabs joseph you are not kidding I paused the game and was like, what the fuck? Like, this guy doesn't even sound remotely. <laughs> yeah. This guy sounds like the guy you'd hire for your kid's birthday and your kid's still mad. Yeah. Like, he doesn't like sound all like the Krabs. other characters sound spot on. And then Mr. Krabs is just like, they're like, oh, shit, we forgot to hire somebody to do VO for Mr. Krabs. Fuck. All right. Just oh, grab. Shit. Just grab any. Just somebody. Just come in here. Is there some? Is that guy outside selling hot dogs? Sell it. Maybe he can do it. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's it's just like somebody going. Eh, 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 like, oh, man. I don't know what the hell is going on. It's. It's honestly, I kind of wish that they just waited because 
Clancy Brown does games. Like, he was uh, the detective guy that drank too much with the cool dog in Detroit. Oh, um, yeah. That's him? So, he, he, yeah, he does games. Oh, wow. I didn't so, even know that was him. That's awesome. I, I think he was probably... Honestly, I mean, I know this sounds crazy, but, I mean, Crash 4 is being marketed as a direct sequel, and it's a big deal and all that. I would be... And it's got over 100 levels, and Cortex is a playable character in it. So, I, honestly, I think that they probably didn't have Clancy Brown locked in. For this, for SpongeBob, probably, and I'll bet Crash they probably already had him working on that, and you know he's probably just, and they probably didn't want to put off, you know, a remaster, which I don't blame them. But that that that's my thinking is he probably was just busy. I have a theory as well. I think they're sticking to the game as it was, and they're not fixing the issues it had. I, I think they're being that true to the original game, which I was think is kind of a original? detriment. Um, no, he wasn't in the original either. Um, huh. But so that's that's the reason why I think they're doing that. Um, Damn, but, that's yeah, a lot I... of fireworks. Oh my god! <laughs> Here, maybe we can yeah, stop. Yeah, yeah. I I use some of the fucking fireworks. Why don't we stop? For... <laughs> you can Pick leave it go. <laughs> Holy moly! What? Whose idea was it to record? I mean, we would have been fucked tomorrow either way, so it's yeah. not true. Uh, I just looked up the guy that does the voice of Mr. Krabs. His name's Joe White, which sounds like a made-up name. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's in a lot of random stuff. The last thing he was in was uh, he was Tinkles in Hotel Transylvania 3 Summer Vacation. Holy fucking shit. What? All right. So, yeah, that's... I don't know. I Gameplay-wise, I think Spongebob just doesn't hold up. I mean, it's fine. I, it, I think it's fun, honestly. If you if you just want to get a bit of a nostalgia kick of the games of right. old, um, I think it's great. Um, I, I think it's fun. Um, personally, I like 3D platformers. Like, it's one of my favorite genres, so uh, I might I be biased. too, but I mean... It's not Spyro. It's not Crash. It's not, it's it's not, not Mario Spyro 64. Crash, no, exactly. Yeah, uh, but hard. I don't know. I, I think it's fun. It doesn't hold my attention for too long, though, no. so that might be a detriment to it. Also, I've seen a few graphical glitches here and there. Yeah. Like, the, the water going to black and, like, shimmering, like... Ooh, I don't like that. That sounds scary. Man, and yeah, the loading like, screens it's, are like, flickering, atrocious. and the loading screens are awful. Like, if oh. you just, like, fall into the water, you have to wait, like, 10, 15 seconds. I'm glad you to, said that, back. because I kept pausing it when I was playing SpongeBob, and I kept looking at Becca and going, The Last of Us hid its loading screens so well. Yeah. Why can't SpongeBob do it? Like, <laughs> Well, they probably don't have the same. I know it's a remake, but like, come on. Like, you, it, it can be done. Like, this, mm. but it yeah, looks I don't beautiful, know. though. I, I, yeah, I it, think it, it really does good. look nice. The cartoon look, the bright colors. I kind of like it. So, Chris, why don't you talk to us about this Hyperscape game, this new Ubisoft Battle Royale? Yeah, I had a tough time with this one. Um, I think... It, it looks awesome. I love the mechanic of having um, different like hacks where you can um, gain different abilities, like be, turning into a ball, for example, and jumping up really high. Um, you have um, the typical kind of like health ability. Um, there's all sorts of different stuff there, and the weapons all feel nice. Um, and I, I really like the futuristic kind of style of it. Basically, you're set in this virtual world, uh, made by a fictional company called uh, Prisma Industries or something like that. 
and they're just uh, they introduce you to the world really cool like in a really cool way where they're like okay this is your space this is where you can practice your weapons this is where you can find out all about all these different hacks and it's like a really cool hub kind of area like tron in a way and then Maybe we could play it together. I, yeah, I haven't yeah. played it yet, but I got the it's little... It's only on yeah. PC, but when the console releases come out, it will be cross-play, which is nice. Cool. Um, but yeah, the, the game is very different to other Battle Royale games. It's more like um, an mm. arena shooter. It's that fast. So it plays more like Doom or uh, Quake or something like that. Um, and that kind of distinguishes itself from others. Uh, but I... <sighs> I do not recommend playing this with a controller, guys. Um, it I wrote about this at the game, so you can read that there. But it's <laughs> it's really challenging because of the fast reflexes you need in that game. And to be honest, I, I'm thinking about waiting until the PS4 and Xbox One uh, releases come out, I think, because it's, it's so challenging with a controller mm-hmm. that people are just going to kick your ass with the mouse and keyboard. Yeah, that's a good point. And especially with it being such a fast game where you have to, you know... Yeah, it, like, you could probably deal with it with Call of Duty Warzone. I think we do cross-play all the time with PC players, Joseph. Yeah. Um, But this is just next level. Right. <laughs> you know, so maybe if it does become cross-play, actually, I just thought about this. I hope they include an option to turn off the PC players. That'd be really good. Uh, because I think everyone will get their ass kicked if they include everyone in the same game. Yeah, that's fair. Well, it is it's it is going to be coming to console. Um the the one cool thing I I saw about this, I haven't played this yet, but um at the end of a of a round, it turns into basically capture the flag. Yeah, so there's this crown um that pops up on in the map and if your party or your group of 3 has the crown for 45 seconds, you win the game right um so i don't know if that will encourage um camping or if people if it will come up with the uh, on like in the hud of like okay this guy has the crown go after them or something right so this it's going to be interesting just to see how that plays out just because the, the game is super fast right mm-hmm. and uh, another thing that makes this battle royale different to the others is the way it integrates with twitch actually um, so Twitch viewers, uh, while they're watching, they can vote on the effects that are added to the game. So, for That's example, awesome. while I was playing the game, the Twitch vote, Twitch uh, watchers voted for uh, zero gravity. Um, so when you're jumping in the air, you're jumping higher than you usually would. And that's insane, especially when you're playing with a controller. <laughs> uh, but also um, you get uh, the other um, effects like infinite ammo for example um so yeah like that that really changes the, uh, what's going on in the game it changes up the formula um and i, I find that super fascinating I, I think that's fucking awesome um so i hope other uh battle royale games have a kind of mode that has twitch integration with it because i think that's a really neat idea yeah and i mean i think at this point adding another battle royale game in it is like pretty much a mistake but it sounds like this one is doing new stuff that maybe it'll it will do okay. It's very unique. I think, yeah, if people miss like Doom multiplayer or 
Quake multiplayer, I, I think you'd dig this one. Um, but I do think they need to tweak it a bit. Um, like, uh, health bars are way too big, I think. <laughs> it needs to be a bit more immediate, because, like, I tried to get a few shots in, and I've only got, like, a quarter of their health down when I should have really taken them out. Um, so there's that. Um, yeah. So, no, I don't know, it's, it's, a, it's a cool game. I just can't play it right now because I'm really bad with mouse and keyboard and controllers don't work. I understand. Really well. <laughs> I feel you. It, it works in the game, but it, I, you really shouldn't be playing with a controller. <laughs> um, really quickly, I know we're, we, we need to move on here, but I just want to say Sorry. Um, I was trying to play Counter-Strike on PC with a controller and... I was looking, oh, you poor naive person! I was looking up how to do it, and literally every single forum or post or anything I saw that would like <laughs> help me figure it out was just "You're a fucking idiot, stupid <laughs> asshole! Why would you ever play this game with a with a controller?" And then it, it, not one person was like, "This is how you do it. If you want, you're gonna get your ass kicked." It was just "You're an idiot." only idiots like i'm like fuck i guess i'm a fucking yeah you have idiot. to be pinpoint accurate with the game and um the funny thing i was trying to play valorant the other day and the controller didn't work with it at all so i'm like shit yeah. <laughs> i'm not supposed to be playing this game nope, nope. <laughs> um all right chris quick thoughts on days gone and then we'll talk about the last of us okay where'd they so, go days gone oh no <laughs> oh, fuck <laughs> um yeah it's gonna be deleted off my hard drive very soon <laughs> yeah um yeah it's just the wrong pl- game to play after the last last of us part two right to me the last of us part two is um a coke a coca-cola right and uh days gone is kind of like that brand name coca-cola that you'd never want to buy but it's cheap anyway the- i've got a hot take that you'll like mm. so I, I i enjoy days gone for what it is and i'm still playing it i just paused it for now for the reasons that you, you mentioned um but the combat is so bad you know I'm, you guys know i'm an xbox person a lot of the time but for me this is like xbox trying to make the last of us so, <laughs> uh, they're like we did it guys you are so right oh my god yeah like it it's... seems like somebody who didn't understand what made the last of us like work you know, tried tried to make it, and I just I don't know. It feels like a a, a game that Xbox would release in like twenty fifteen. I just think it's such a, a. It's not bad though. It's just it's not super special. Right. Like, it's just it's, the it's animation's fine. awful in comparison to the Last of Us Part Two. Like it's I, it's just so odd to play that now. When you it's have a, really strange. When you have a lineup of first party games that are as good as they are from Sony, you know. Yeah. And 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 a lot of them differentiate themselves well enough it just seems mm. so strange to green light a game like days gone when you know the last of us part two is coming out you know yeah. a, a year later or whatever um this would have done a lot better if it was like a switch game or an xbox yeah but it, right. because it of what you just said well right. though, that's the thing days gone did incredibly well financially well, yeah financially yeah yeah so we'll probably see a sequel i i really like days gone i just uh, wrong place wrong time i think right now i can recommend it but i have to throw a couple of caveats in there you know like it's i got it for 15 bucks and if you don't play it after somebody something like remarkably like really good then you know you'll enjoy it but it's it's what i call a podcast game right you know? yeah absolutely you're driving around and just, but it's not even fun to play so chris so, so, bad. so chris seems a little bit more lukewarm on it than yeah than we are like yeah. i might give it another go but like, maybe in like a year dude I do like that it's a little bit more open than The Last of Us. The Last of Us is like really linear, you know? 
But mm. yeah, I think I, I'm with Josh. I think it's a podcast game, but uh, right now is just not a great time to play it. So um, why don't we jump into some Last of Us discussion? So um, we've all finished it. And yes. uh, before we get into any of that, you know, no spoilers, nothing like that. We're still going to be talking oh. about it uh, very, <laughs> yeah, very sort of um, broadly. As vaguely as possible. Vaguely as possible, yeah. And then we're going to have a spoiler discussion, which I would like all three of us, plus a couple guests maybe to be on for that. We'll, we're still working that out, but definitely want to go into a game where we just spoil the shit out of it. So mm-hmm. for right now, we've all finished it. Um yeah, let's get everybody's take on sort of how they feel at the end of it, uh, now that we've had a little bit of time to sit on it. Um, yeah. Chris, let me throw it over to you first. What? How do you feel about The Last of Us Part Two now, now that you've finished it? It's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. Like, from the storytelling, uh, the awesome characters, and just... I, I want to follow up from last week because I mentioned that I was unsure about the twist at the at the middle of the game. Mm-hmm. The second half is way better than the first for me. Mm-hmm. I and I, I I'm so confused as to why people don't like that twist and the characters involved with it. Yeah, I, it's, it's confusing. I think to it's me they because they made their I mind find before. I find the person in the second half way more compelling. Uh, I wish we could. God, I really want to talk about it so yeah. badly. <laughs> oh God, yeah. But um, I I find the way Naughty Dog tells its stories and um, explains the characters' kind of like thought process and the things they've gone through and how they demonstrate that um, I don't know the the problems that they have. Mm-hmm. You know, incredibly well. Yeah, I, I've, um, and I think it's a rounded story. It's um, it, and I, I, I just like the way the story went. Um, it wasn't what we were expecting, and I like that. And I don't think it's uh, bad marketing at all. I, I think uh, the marketing has been true. Um, and I know this. It, to me, I just want Naughty Dog or developers to create the story they intended. Right. Yeah, and too often I feel like they uh, they get so pressured by the fans to make it exactly how they want it that they like give into that, and then you don't actually get to see the full vision of the developer. So I'm with you on that. Um, yeah. When God, so when when talking about you know why people didn't like it, I I actually do get why people didn't like it, and I can't really get into it too much right now without spoiling it, but not to the degree of you know. Uh, not, I'm not going to buy this game and and being mean to the actresses and all that. Um, the the twist I thought was uh, I, I actually really like the twist. I, I just think at the end of the day that the sort of motivations for the characters were really hard to get behind. I don't know if you guys can agree with that. I don't think that's the point, though. I think you're supposed to be against the characters. I think that was the whole intention huh. of Naughty Dog. Um, to make you feel uncomfortable yeah yeah Um, oh and that's the other thing too i was uncomfortable for most of that game for most of it i was uncomfortable yeah um josh how are you feeling after finishing the last of us part two i i think that a large reason why this game is misunderstood by a lot of people is that they wanted a game that was about revenge whereas this game had a 
we'll be careful. Revenge setting, but I think this game was more about empathy than revenge. And if you didn't get that, then it, it makes it harder for you to enjoy it, if that makes sense. I think this is more about what humans are capable of and not, you know, just revenge. And I don't get and... how you can't get that messaging, though. That's that's the thing for me. What do you mean? Like, I, I don't get how people don't understand that empathetic message. Oh, you've got to have empathy to understand it. Mm. It's hard. I mean, I, I, that sounds mean, but I think there's a lot of people that just don't. See, I think I'm on the I'm on the side of the fence that I didn't get it. I <laughs> like I, I understand. I have empathy, and I understand what that is. And I'm not saying you're a horrible person. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, no. And, yeah, just to say, I'm saying a lot of people uh, couldn't get it. I don't think everybody that didn't like it didn't get it, though. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I can't wait to talk about this in more detail. So here, I'll, I'll add this too. I think another thing that's um, this is probably interesting, this is probably horrible for the listeners. Did. By the way, they're just like, "What are you fucking talking about?" <laughs> Except for the people that finish it, yeah. they'll, they'll they'll probably get yeah, it. But yeah, yeah. Um, so I think that the second half of the game shares a lot more in tone and ju- the 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 journey. Um, and what's being achieved and maybe sought after uh, with the first game. And I think that's one reason why I think it's so smart that they did what they did with the second half, because it has familiar tone with the first game, even though it's clashing and kind of working against the first half of this, you know, of this, of this game. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think that the... The, the, the thing that I would most ultimately like um, to be a discussion point for this game um, is we're, we're, we're going to be able to have more games like this that have more morally gray characters or more kind of like, I don't know how I feel about that kind of stuff. We're going to be able to have more of that if people can accept it. But if people don't, then we're going to be stuck in this game over and you win. Valley it kind of that... clashes with the notion of a video game, though, of a traditional video game where they're made for the fun. Yeah, yeah. Like no, like you're right, you're right. But I'm saying like <laughs> that's what Naughty Dog's doing. They're showing like, yeah. hey, we can change what this medium's capable of. Because without going into spoilers, Naughty Dog has done something in storytelling that can only be done with games. Right. Like yeah. what they've done could be done by film and TV and books. Sure, absolutely. But not to the extent that it was. Right. Because you're playing yeah. us the yeah. character. Yeah, and, and I think given the subject matter, it's so important that you're the one calling the shots with that because it makes it so much more impactful. If you're just watching mm-hmm. these characters do these things, yeah, it might hit you, but it hits you mm-hmm. way harder if you're the one pressing the button to do the thing. And that was a brave, brave, bold cut where they have you pick up in the second half. Oh, I was yeah. talking to Chris about it. I was like, it's going to pay off. I was it's really be worth upset. It. Yeah. Yeah. But like, it took a while for you to, you know, there was like good three or four hours. I was like, nope, nope, stop it. Ugh. This is not what I want to do right now. But eventually I was like, oh shit. Okay. Okay. You know, but it, 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 it was uncomfortable for a while and not uncomfortable in the same way that the rest of the game was. It was a different kind of uncomfortable. The one, um, the, the one thing I will say, you know, I mean, I think this game is awesome in that we're able to have these, deep discussions like this 
the the one main criticism I have, regardless of how I feel about the characters and what I'm supposed to feel and all that, is that I think it's entirely too long. Um, I agree. It's, it should have been split in two games. Oh God, I don't even. But I don't. I don't even think that is. Huh. I, I feel like I think... it's two different games, but those two games have to, to be though. in one just exactly to make yeah. that message. Yeah, I... it's long. But I don't think it's, I don't personally think it's too long, but it is long. But the reason I don't think it's too long is because of what Chris just said. It had to be like that. If that second half was like left behind DLC, if my, like the first game, it wouldn't, it have, just been wouldn't have been the same. Yeah, no, no. I think both halves need to be equal, but I think they could have taken stuff out of each of them to, to make the runtime a little bit less. Can we discuss playtime without specifics? I guess, yeah, I, I don't know how long. I think it took me something like 20 hours to be at 25 Okay, hours. it took me 31 hours. hours. Holy shit. That was with me exploring like every inch. You know, like, yeah. uh, I got an achievement that you guys didn't get, and I'm not, I would not achieve a trophy, and that's, I'm just, it was related to Uncharted is all I'll say. Um, oh. It was a neat little Easter egg. Um, well, I'll, I'll tell you guys. Hmm. Just if you guys, it's really quick. If, if, if you don't want to hear about just, it. Just tell me, just tell me where it is. Uh, it's in a bank vault. Oh, I okay. know what you're talking about. I, I did a guide. Yeah. I, I did so a there guide was just, there was some really cool environment. I mean, that one is, is like, I'm, I'm trying to give a, a neat slash not as crucial example because I don't want to spoil anything, but there was just, one of my favorite things about Naughty Dog is the environmental storytelling they're able to do. And environmental storytelling is a, a thing I love when it's done right. Like people don't always realize it and they may not articulate it in this way, but that's why Bioshock is so great and popular is because the environmental storytelling is incredible. Um, yeah, there's the twist ending and all that, st- you know, the, the reveal, there, there's stuff like that in Bioshock, sure, but that's not why those games are so loved. It's the environmental storytelling, and Naughty Dog is really good with that, and so I, I couldn't help but, like, not explore every inch. Now, I will say, I'm in the middle of a replay, and I am probably, like, four hours in to my replay, and I was probably, like, seven hours or so at this, you know, at the same point in time in my, my first playthrough, so it, it can be beaten faster, of course, but if you want to explore, there's incentive to explore. I never, ever felt like there's, there's some games where like, you'll be, you'll see a hallway or a room or a building and you're like, oh, I wonder what's in there. And then you go in there and there's nothing. I never felt like that in this game. I either got rewarded with environmental storytelling and, or usually and, uh, uh, collectibles and like, you know, in-game resources. And so I felt like there was usually incentive to explore. Um, the last thing I want to say is I think that the structure is is perfect and it's been more apparent to me on a replay because I'm seeing things. But I, I think a lot of time and a lot of thought was put into where to put what spot. Um, I'm not going to go into spoilers, but there's 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 a lot of moving parts here and I think the order of it mattered a lot. Hmm. Um, Chris, any closing thoughts here? Because uh, we, you know, we definitely yeah, have a lot more. Over now. Yeah, we, yeah. we definitely have, uh, have a lot more we need to get into. Yeah, I guess that was a kind of a sneak preview of what we'll be talking about um, probably later this week or early next week. Oh, um, really? Fa- I'm sorry. But, Accessibility options are great. Yeah, like they super are. good. Uh, but also, I, I think the gameplay kind of falters a bit under the story. But we'll get to that uh, on our full spoiler episode. Hmm. Yeah, I I think I'm I'm pretty torn on the way I feel about it. Just from like a 
an emotional sort of thing and and, mm-hmm. and relating to the characters and all that uh, as a game and what it what naughty dog was able to do i think is exceptional and i don't know that i've ever seen anything like that and so in that regard it's like you know one of the one of my favorite experiences but i I just felt almost like gross at the end of it i don't i I feel like it's gonna grow on people as time goes on yeah but anyway again the fact that it is able to evoke all of these emotions in a way proves how good it is for for better or for worse if if that's what they wanted or not i don't know but i just i just love the fact that they didn't pander yeah that it wasn't Mm -hmm. just oh wait that's a kind of a spoiler well okay no it's it's vague enough i think it's vague so yeah we'll we'll talk more uh on our uh episode dedicated solely to the last of us part two where we'll spoil everything so um we'll wrap it up right there for episode 76 um we want to thank everybody for listening here. Um, Chris, where can people find you when you're not on the show? Yeah, you can find me at uh, Penwell Writes on Twitter. Uh, you can read my stuff at The Gamer, um, and I'm super happy about that still, and it's, it's really mm-hmm. cool. Um, and then uh, you can check out my My Hero Academia podcast, Go Beyond, and uh, with uh, Vaughn Hyde from IndiePod, and we go into the nitty-gritty of each episode in excruciating detail um and we have an awesome uh we have awesome kind of discussions on the characters and um how they're moving along in the story and the progression there so it's it's, it's a real deep dive into how this show um is growing and we actually just finished season one so if you want you can watch season one alongside the podcast and uh we're starting season two this week cool um josh where can people find you when you're not on the show uh you can find me on twitter at mr josh nichols i don't have anything to plug right now but just be nice to people and remember that we're all people and we all want to be happy and loved and accepted and wear your goddamn masks jesus christ yeah holy moly um and as for me you can find me on twitter at joseph yaden and you can find my work on a number of places, Digital Trends, Game Skinny, and The Escapist. And maybe some more places in the future. Who knows? Ooh. So we appreciate everybody for listening. Take care of yourselves. And we will see you next week for episode 77. And play Erica. <laughs> I'm going to give that one a try. Yeah, you should. It's fun.